your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. According to the National Women's Council, half of the counties in Ireland have fewer than 10 GPs offering abortion care. An analysis of the data is showing also that there's a rural divide and there's less access in Limerick than in Cork, Galway or Dublin. Joining us this morning, we have Faye White from the National Women's Council. Good morning to you, Faye. How are you? Morning, Gillian. Thanks so much for having me. So, Faye, the National Women's Council felt the need to look at this closely. Can you tell us about any specifics relating to Limerick? Yep. So, um, we got the data from uh, the HSC, Gillian, and we know that in Limerick, there's 10 to 20 GPs providing abortion services. And we don't have specifics because it was only provided in a range of 10 but we do know it's between 10 and 20 GPs in Limerick. So it could be 11 or it could be 19. Exactly, yeah. And that is in addition to Limerick Maternity Hospital providing abortion services as well. And how does that compare uh, population-wise to other parts of the country? So we know that coverage is very low nationwide and only one in 10 GPs is providing abortion services and and half of counties are have less than 10 GPs providing abortion and so for a county the size of of Limerick it's quite low and we know that one of the factors that um, is preventing some GPs from coming on board is the lack of safe access zones so we know that in particular this is an issue in Limerick um, and that uh, there are ongoing protests and tickets happening outside of abortion providers, such as GPs or the maternity hospital. Um, and this is a real deterrent to, to additional GPs coming on board. So I think until we see the um, safe access zone legislation that we were promised in the referendum in 2018, um, we are going to continue to see low numbers of GPs providing. Now, just for balance, I have to say that the people who are staging as what you call protests say that they are not protests as such. It's peaceful prayer. um, And that's what they claim. But I mean, where are we? Remind us uh, what stage we are at in terms of making those uh, zones, safe access zones, and that people can attend for appointments, whether it be at their GP or whether it be at the maternity hospital, without feeling they're being intimidated in any way? Yeah, so firstly, I think on the nature of those, as I say, protests, we do know from not only patients who are attending appointments, but also from staff that they do feel harassed and intimidated um, by the presence of people outside of um, providers. So, uh, the Safe Access Zone, which was introduced to the Shannon, has passed the Shannon now and will shortly go into the doll. So, we think, as we say, it's been four years since repeal and this legislation was promised. So, this really needs to be passed without any further delay. And we do think that this will um, encourage more GPs to come on board. And it, it will apply to GPs as well as other hospitals, yeah? Exactly, yeah. It will apply to anybody providing an abortion service. I mean, one thing that you mentioned there, you know, in terms of like having between 10 and 20 GPs across Limerick, not only do we have a large population in the city centre, but geographically, we're a fairly big county. And we've no idea whether all of these 10 to 20 GPs are in the city centre or if any of them are in the county, do we? 
No, and that is really one of the problems, that there is a divide in the providers between cities and rural areas. And so this lack of coverage does disproportionately affect rural women and pregnant people in particular, um, especially those who might have childcare difficulties, who are having difficulty with flexibility attending appointments, um, as well as disabled women who might not have access to a car. So we know that, you know, research from the abortion rights campaign um, showed that about a third of their survey respondents were travelling between four and six hours to attend appointments. So you're you're completely right. This does affect rural women and pregnant people more disproportionately. Um, and there is likely not a, a spread there across the county. Are doctors facing a backlash for providing services? Well, we, we, we do acknowledge that the GPs that are providing, which is about 400, um, are very dedicated and passionate um, and really have gone above and beyond to accommodate this new service um, and accommodate their patients. Um, so we know that they are a very dedicated uh, group of GPs, but they are still low in number. Um, so really we need to focus on encouraging more GPs to come on board. We have a listener getting in touch with us uh, about something which, which I suppose you know, uh, affects a lot of people, that people aren't always willing to go to their regular GP. Um, for this service and that can be understandable um, they want to keep the information private and this county call says very very few women are going to go to the local P- GP for this service would rather go outside the county altogether but it, is it possible if you ring a GP in Kerry let's say or in County Clare and you're not their patient and you know they won't see, see you um, how is this matter going to be dealt with because it is happening yeah, so how how they would find that GP would be to call the My Options hotline, uh, helpline. So they have a full list of all the uh, GPs who are providing abortion services. And one of the things that would really help this is to extend the provision of telemedicine. So during the pandemic, they did introduce phone and video consultations for anybody who might have difficulty getting to an appointment or may have to travel. Um, and that is within the legislation that there is uh, are required two visits to the GP because there's a mandatory three-day waiting period. So extending the provision of telemedicine beyond the pandemic and making this part of the med- model of care would really help those women and pregnant people who do have to travel to perhaps a neighbouring county. We're hearing some horrific stories about what is happening in Ukraine and to Ukrainian women and we're aware, you know, refugees are coming here and there are many already here and some are going to arrive pregnant and may have, you know, become pregnant through some of the atrocities that are happening in Ukraine. And what access are they going to have to these kind of services? Yeah, so again, it, you know, there we do know that some re- refugees have been contacting the My Options helpline. So I think it's really important that there is enough information available out there in Ukrainian, in Russian, so that any um, refugee or migrant who is coming into the country is aware of these services. Um, and that as well, that interpretation services are provided to anybody who does need to attend an appointment. And so that they can be informed about um, the procedure and what their options are and be able to make that choice themselves. 
Faye, you mentioned the mandatory three-day waiting period. Um, that's been controversial as well. Are there still moves on to get that dropped? Yeah, so we would be very against the three-day waiting period. We know that there is no medical Why? evidence to support this. Um, the WHO recommends against this recommendation, this um, any kind of waiting period within their abortion guidelines, which were recently released, and that's based on rigorous evidence and years of data collection and evidence from providers. So we think that this is something that is really needs to be addressed within the current abortion review. So this year there is a review of the abortion legislation um, and it is a review of the operation of the Act, so how it is performing in practice. But we really think that legal changes are needed to bring about um, accessible um, and local care to women um, and the three-day waiting period really is something that needs to be addressed within that review. Um, and what confidence would you have that it will be addressed or be changed? Um, well, it's something that we did put in our own submission in the public consultation to, to the review uh, just there in the spring. Um, and but are any politicians taking up the cause? Um, we have been engaging with politicians on this in the past few months and encouraging them um, to, uh, I suppose, bring up the issues. Uh, we did have an event yesterday to mark the fourth anniversary of appeal that was attended by various PDs and senators and the three-day waiting period and the legal cha- the legal issues were highlighted at that event. So we are hopeful that at the end of this review, the independent chair's report will recommend um, changes to the legislation. And finally, Faye, if somebody's listening to this and they want to get access to this services and they have they know their own GP isn't providing the service or they don't want to contact their own uh, GP is the my options website the best place to go absolutely so that's the national provider uh, so they would have the list of all available providers of abortion services they would also be able to link anybody in with um, counseling or any additional services so we know that a lot of people don't know about that service so it's really important to, I think, highlight that um, and also that a lot of people that do use my options have really positive uh, experiences with them. So anybody who does need any, um, who does looking for an abortion or needs any advice should contact my options. All right. Faye White of the National Women's Council. Thanks for joining us on Limerick Today this morning. Thanks, Melanie Gillen. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.